0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine here with Jim Thompson on this uh, episode of Building Your Law Practice with uh, Jim Thompson and Nick Augustine on Law Talk Radio. Uh, it is a, a beautiful uh, last day of March, uh, March thirty first, two thousand fourteen. And as I pull up my script here, uh, I'll just give everybody a little bit of a rundown on uh, on this show. So. Uh, This has been a series that Jim and I are doing on referral marketing and talking about why referrals are, again, the pot of pure gold. And uh, today we are continuing our series as we've been talking about net weaving as opposed to traditional uh, concepts of networking. Uh, Again, net weaving, I've been seeing it more frequently uh, online when people talk about business and referrals. Um, and in our last program, we talked a little bit more about asking for those referrals, sort of the concept of closing the deal. Uh, in the world of sales, everyone talks about closing. So we've been uh, talking about building relationships and referrals. Uh, today we are going to be talking about closing. Again, referrals really are the lifeblood of any business, especially for lawyers. Uh, So this is why we're talking about why lawyers are not getting the referrals they need to grow their practice. Uh, Again, uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, our guest Jim Thompson is a retired attorney who is well known for helping attorneys get on track to earning more referrals and clients through cost-effective activities. Jim is the author of the book, Why Lawyers Fail to Get Referrals and What They Can Do About It um and my name is nick augustine again and uh my company lone star content marketing helps lawyers share their tips and stories through blog writing social media work podcasts newsletters and uh, all the great content so enough from me let's say hi to jim jim are you there maybe i need jim hello jim can you hear me Jim is on hold. Let's bring him live. Jim Thompson, there you go. Say hi, Jim. Nick, you there? I am here now. Are you there? I can hear you. Okay. You can hear me
1: now? Okay, good.
0: (laughs) I thought I I, I was unmuting you would help. (laughs) So uh, I just gave the (laughs) folks at home a little bit of introduction and uh, told them that we're going to be continuing to talk about uh, what we're doing with referral marketing and uh, going in for the close.
1: Okay, well, we're going to kind of put that on the back burner for just a minute because if you recall uh, last week uh, we, we I kind of posed this question uh, basically asking do you have an obligation to ask for referrals and I've done this, as I think I've mentioned to you, and I think I just teased the audience last week a little bit about that. But I, I posed that question to a group of about 150 attorneys, CPAs, and accountants at a talk I was giving. And I basically, you know, just put it out. Do you have an obligation to ask for referrals? And, of course, everybody in the audience kind of looked around to see if um know, anybody was gonna raise their hand and and nobody kind of really did. You know, it was one of those things, well I don't want to be the first one and if I do, am I gonna look foolish, et cetera, et cetera. So then I asked the question, who here thinks that they have the best product or the best service for their clients or customers? And of course everybody raised their hand. And I said, Well I would hope that everyone in this room would have raised their hand, because if you don't think that you have the best product or service, then maybe you ought to be looking for another service or another product, because if you don't think that, then you're doing yourself and your clients a complete disservice. And mm-hmm. I kind of just posed, posed for a second, or, or stopped for a little second, and, um, and then I said, well, now, let me re- ask this question again do you think you have an obligation to ask for a referral? And by that I mean, do you have an obligation to share with your client or customer the service or product that you have? And then, of course, everybody, you know, pretty much raised their hand and and we went on. I said, well, let me explain what I I mean by that. And and I'm going to delve a little bit deeper into this. And I go, you know, One of the problems that most people, attorneys have, and as you know, I deal with attorneys and some other small business owners and professionals, but one of the problems that and one of the reasons they don't get the referrals that they deserve and need to grow their practice is that they simply do not ask for the referral. And of course, we talked about this in a program a couple programs ago, I think it was, and we talked about why don't or why is it that attorneys and other small business owners are not asking for referrals? And and one of the things that came up basically was that we don't want people to think that we're not doing well. And and if we, if I say to you, well, well, Nick, you know. Um, depending on how I ask it, but it, it, it comes across no matter which way you ask it. If I ask you for a referral, in my own mind, am I really thinking to myself, well, gee, if I have to ask Nick for a referral, then, then he may be, think, be thinking that I'm not doing well or that I'm needy and that uh, the bottom line is that's not the case. But in my mind, that is the case. So
0: you want to change your mind, huh? Here's an an example. Uh, Facebook has been an interesting uh, thing for a lot of folks who are do a lot of uh, you know telling stories, sharing content, sharing ideas, and making themselves look successful. And so many people talk about the you know project the image of success to be successful. And I had someone at one point, you know, people commenting, uh, if I had half of your money or, uh, you know, you need more clients, or, you know, you look like you've got it all taken care of but all under wraps. And that's, you know, so so many of us um, practice, our, you know, practice this concept of sharing our polished image of success, um, you know, and not thinking to tell people, yes, I still need business. I still need referrals because, again, it may look to others sometimes as if we don't want more business, we don't want more referrals, so I really am a big fan of this obligation of uh of asking
1: yeah and 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 we talked a little bit about you know your client's mindset uh training your client to ask you for refer to 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 help you with as far as getting referrals, and that that goes to the to the heart of it if they don't think if they think you're really successful, and of course we want everybody to think that. Uh, if they think you're really successful, maybe they won't even, you know, refer you because, you know, gee, you know, Jim is so successful, he probably won't have time for anybody I want to refer to him. So you've got to get around that with your clients, but you also got to get around the mindset or your own personal mindset that if I ask for a referral, Nick is going to think that I'm needy. And so here's something you might think about doing. Now, um, when you do this, it, it really is there's no perfect time to do it. Primarily, I would suggest, though, that it comes when you've certainly got to know your client, your client, the matter you're handling for your client, uh, you're becoming successful with. And now, this could be a short period of time. Uh, for instance, you are called upon to write a contract or do a real estate closing or something of that nature, or it could take quite a bit of time depending on the matter, it might be a personal injury lawsuit that could take three or four or five years to even go. But during, at, at some point, when you feel comfortable talking to your client uh, in terms of their liking, knowing, liking, and trusting what you're doing for them, you might say something like this, and, and, and I'm going to give you just a little bit of a scenario. I'm going to assume, Nick, you know, you and I have, have been dealing with each other for a while, and uh, you really like what I've for you. And and so I, I sit down with you, and I'm going to share something in a minute that might get you even easier to get into this mode, but I sit down with you and I go, well, Nick, you know, I I, I think by now um, we can talk frankly, and I think from from what I've gathered from you that you like what we've been doing for you. And of course, hopefully you're going to say yes, Jim, you know, and I'm going to share something that... A little bit later uh, that, that may help you again get get into that mode. But I, I'm going to go. You know, I want to share this with you, and and I think you can help me. But I, I want to share a, a feeling, and this is what I do with other clients when I think that they really understand what we're trying to do here in our law firm, and that is, I believe, we and I have an obligation to ask that you help us get referrals. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. I am sure that you know many people, your friends, your family, your business associates, that could probably benefit by the type of service that we have provided for you. And, of course, he's probably shaking his head yes and, and that type of thing. So you go a little bit further. And this is what I mean by an obligation. I want you... When, when you come across somebody who is in need of the type of service that we provide to, to, to be thinking in terms of being able to refer them to us because if I don't ask you for to, to refer these people you probably won't even think about referring them and they may go to some other attorney they may be looking in the yellow pages they may see an advertisement on TV and not know where to go so if we can get those people that you know to come to see us without having to go to the Yellow Pages, et cetera, et cetera. You are really performing a great service for them. Now, see what I just said? He, Nick, you are performing a great service by helping your friends, your relatives, your business associates in such a way that you have them come and see us. And see, then it takes it out of this neediness, it, it's, it takes it out of the, the, the I'm trying to, to, to drum up business here. I am trying to help your friends, your relatives, your business associates when they are in need. So with that concept in mind, then, then you're going to get into the situation where the, the client is going to readily agree with you. Because he, remember we talked about this in the prior uh, radio program, people want, to help people. Believe it or not, your clients, once they come to know, like, and trust you, really want to help you. They want to help you for two reasons. Number one, most people want to help people. The second reason is if they know when, when somebody comes up to them and says, well, you know, I, I, well, I, I don't know what to do, my my." mother was just in a car accident and they can say, you know what? I've got just the person you need to talk to or whatever the case may be. And that person then becomes a hero in other people's minds that elevates their statue in the community.
0: And just think about Jim, it, I mean go uh, ahead. Jim, I something to add some when people Uh, I've heard a few people say this as far as the buy-in and the sense of ownership. When someone hires a law firm and they pay them a retainer, they are investing in that professional. They're investing in that attorney. They're investing in that law firm, and they want to see it do well because it's like a little bit of theirs Um, because no one wants to think that they spent money on something that's not good. No one wants to think that they didn't – choose the best thing they could. It's the same reason no one lacks a free lunch. Uh, you know, sometimes the people will pay more for things, and the more they pay, sometimes the more they are going to tell people that they liked it because they're smart and wise consumers who make the right choices, right?
1: Oh, exactly. And, and of course, what we talked about before, when somebody comes to you by way of a referral, generally price is not going to – your fee is not going to be an object or, – or an objection – because if I had the opportunity to refer you, Nick, uh, I pretty much told that person that this is the person you really need to go see. He can Mm -hmm. really help you, whatever the case may be. So they're coming to you basically thinking, this is the person that can really help me. And then when you quote them the fee, it really does not become an objection. It doesn't become a, a problem. So that's another really great benefit to referrals, but I want to back up just a little bit, and I started this off by talking about having an obligation to um, ask for referrals, and, and when should you do this, and let me back up just something else I want to share. Uh, I don't know how many lawyers that uh, I've come in contact with when I ask the question, do you ever ask your clients how you are doing? And generally, they look at me and go, what are you talking about? I don't have to ask them. I know they think I'm great. Our law firm's great. And then we get into discussion of exactly what I'm talking about. I say, you know, here's what you need to do, depending on, again, this is timing, but it's it's when the the client has gotten to know you, you've done the matter for them, or if it's a long-term type thing like a personal injury case, then periodically you need to be talking to your clients. And I'm going to share this. Do exit interview. Now, what do I mean by that? I may have mentioned this one time before in passing. Nick, you and I have concluded our matter. And, and you know, say it's an automobile accident case that, that I just handled for you, and, you know, you think that I did a good job. I, I get this feedback from you that... Uh, you were very pleased with what we did, and I've passed the checks out to you, and you know you're really happy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I said, you know, that we we are always trying to improve our law firm. We want to really know how we can really improve the service we provide. And would you mind if, if I just ask you a few questions? And of course, most people are going to say sure. Now, here's the thing: I know some law law firms that send out you know, how did we do type forms, you know, after the matter's completed. And 90% of people probably never send those back for whatever reason. It's just human nature. So if you can sit down at the time that that client is happy with you and say, would you mind answering a few questions? They're going to be happy to do that. And here's the thing. Make sure you have a form and and, and you're writing down as they tell you things because then it looks like to them that you aren't just listening to them and you're going to forget everything they say. And once they leave, you know, it's not really going to matter. But if you're sitting there and you have a form, and it could be kind of an open-end form, you know, you have a couple of questions written down with, uh, you know, blanks so you can, can write in their answers and things. But the first thing I would ask basically is, you know, um, what did you really like about what we did? And you get them talking, and make it an open end question. Let them answer. Well, gee, I really loved your secretary. I really loved your paralegal. I loved your receptionist. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there going, God, I hope he says he loved me too. But that's neither here <laughs> nor there. But then, then the thing you, you out- learn,
0: though. I mean, I mean <laughs> there's some from the first part, first time someone answers the phone. I mean, that's the director of first impressions. Um, you know the right just the, the combination of what really impresses people, we never really know. And so when we talk sometimes about marketing and branding, um, <clears throat> we always, as professionals, will try to tell other people, well, clients come to me or they re- you know are they referred to me because of this or because of that, but without asking these exit interview questions like Jim saying. It's really hard to know exactly what it is that motivates people. I mean it might be something like the color of the walls for some people, uh how comfy the chairs are is the parking convenient um you know it it's it's there's so many different uh variables, and you know if we really just assume that it's all the quality of our service, I mean that's what everyone wants to think that how I did as a mm-hmm. professional, how I negotiated this contract how how I uh, presented a motion in front of a judge. um, Those are the things that clients and people notice, you know, it might not be that, you know, it might be. uh, My lawyer is the one who has the big billboard on the side of the highway, you know, and I, you know, and that's all right. And then the perception is, Hey, you got the great lawyer, you know, that's a good one. Uh, We have a a guy here in Texas, uh, the Texas hammer, um, (laughs) you know, uh, if I ever really know, wanted someone to just a knockdown drag out, um, I know I'd call that guy because of the ad. You know, he may be, uh, you know, the best lawyer. Maybe he's not the best lawyer. You know, he could have finished first or last in law school. Uh, you know, we don't know, but um, everybody knows who that is. So uh, these exit, I can't stress enough the importance of these exit interview questions because. Other people will tell you what you are doing that makes them happy. I totally agree.
1: Well, then let me. And you're exactly right. And it could be that, uh, you know, I, the lawyer was prompt. He, he walked out and met me or, or just whatever. It could be a bunch of things. And then mm-hmm. you also want to know what you did wrong, but you don't want to know it that way. Never ask a client what we did wrong. Because he'll never tell you. People don't want to tell you what you did wrong. Now, you can phrase the question as, what could we do better? And, of course, you're going to find out, just like what we did, which you like, if you ask the question in terms of what could we do better, you're going to find out what it is. Well, you know, maybe it would really be nice if you offered free parking, um, maybe it'd be nice if you called me back quicker. I mean, that's always a given with attorneys. Maybe you know, um, I would I would have really liked to gotten copies of all the documents. Now, there's there's two reasons for doing this, and then, and then you go on with some other questions depending on the particular matter. And but those are the two leading questions to start off with. Uh, here, I have another to add,
0: Jim. Hey, Jim, what okay. about this one? Uh, here's another good question to ask them: um, If what could we do better? Uh, what content? I'm just throwing this out because this is what I do all day for a living. So, I think what content or what types of blog articles or frequently asked questions would be helpful for you to explain or give a referral to someone else? Because, uh, you know, in my world of social media and networking and net, net weaving, excuse me, um, if a, a correct blog on an article, blog article about some topic. Uh, that's a really for someone to share or pass that on. That's a really good way to uh, connect someone mm-hmm. and uh, you know offer a referral.
1: Yeah, and and again, the, the first two questions you start it going, and then you can ask whatever questions. Or once you mm-hmm. once you, here's the mm-hmm. other thing: if you ask the open end questions, you're going to get into a conversation with the client. And the reason I, I, I want you to do these exit interviews or questionnaires. The only difference between an exit interview and a questionnaire, basically an exit interview is for the the matters that handle or that you, you conclude fairly quickly, you know, like a contract or real estate closing or whatever. The questionnaire is the, basically the same type of thing, just a little bit different. When you're handling a say an, an event like a personal injury case is going to go on for two or three or four years, get the client in. You know, when you're going over and getting ready for a deposition or when you're doing this, and after you've had the opportunity to talk to the client about preparing them for a deposition or whatever, then you ask, you know, can we ask, her, you know, we're always trying to improve our firm type thing. Can I ask you a couple of questions and you do the same thing? Now, here's the reason you do this. First of all, you want to find out what you're doing right. Then you want to find out what you're doing wrong. And, you know, after you have uh, talked to, you know, a number of clients and you find out that everybody says, boy, we really like you doing this and we really are upset with you because you don't do something else, then you know how to change your firm. So you're, you're getting to the point of, okay, no, nope, I'm finding out the truth of what's really going on in my firm, okay? Mm-hmm. Then once you start going through this questionnaire and they say, well, we really like what you do and this, 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 and this, that's when you can kind of turn around and throw in, well, you know, I want to share something with you. Um, we, we really uh, built our practice by way of getting referrals. And we, we here at this firm think we have an obligation to ask our clients for referrals and then go back into what I talked about earlier in the program. This gets them into the obligation when they start thinking. Remember I said, here's the deal. You have to have a referral mindset. But as important if you want to get referrals, you are going to have to teach your clients how they can have a referral mindset. Because if your clients don't know how to refer you, then you're not going to get the referrals you need. Oh, you may get a referral here or there. But when you start this process, when you make it a definite uh, commitment to building your practice, by getting referrals and you start teaching your clients or customers, whichever the case may be, how to refer you, then, you know, you're going to build your practice. It's going to take time, but, boy, by the end of the first month, the second month, the third month, the fourth month, maybe by the end of the year, you've tripled or doubled or tripled your practice. So keep thinking in those terms. That is important. I want to... to I don't know how much time we got left, Nick, but I want to five minutes. throw some five minutes. Okay, that's enough time to share this. I want to share with you how you can take a client to lunch, which we all do occasionally, and use that referrals without ever asking for referrals. And here's what you do. Nick, I know your birthday's next week. Or two weeks, whatever. Okay, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd like to take. You've been a good client. I'd like to take you out for lunch. Oh, hey Jim, it's nice. You know, as long as you're not going to bill me for it, of course. But here's what I also like to do. Why don't you invite two or three of your best friends to come to lunch with you to celebrate your birthday or promotion or whatever the case may be? Oh my God, nobody's ever done that before. Okay, they may have taken me out for my birthday, so. He hangs up the phone, and right away, he's calling his buddy. Hey, John, guess what? My lawyer, what a great guy he is. My birthday's in two weeks, and he's going to take me out to lunch. But he also said he wanted me to bring a couple of my friends, and I would like to have you come. Of course, the next question is, well, is your lawyer going to charge me for taking him to lunch? No, that type of thing. But the bottom line is, okay, all of a sudden, he's calling two or three, maybe even more of his friends. Well, it's because maybe one that he was going to call can't make it. But that's going to stick in his mind that you were going to do something. So all of a sudden, he is tooting your horn about what a great lawyer you are and a great friend and, and, and confidant or and whatever the case may be. So you get to lunch with John and two or three of his best friends. You aren't going to have to say a word about what you do because he's going to do all the talking and he's going to build you up for doing this for him, for taking him to lunch. Now, are you going to get business from these two or three other friends? Maybe, maybe not. They may already have lawyers. Uh, they may, you know, never need your services or whatever the case may be, but you got to remember this, and we've talked about this. When you go to a net weaving event or any event you're going to or where you're meeting someone, your goal is, is not maybe to, to or that person that you're talking to may not be able to do business with you, but that person knows anywhere between 200 and 250 other people. And think about this. The friend that you just met, he's never going to do business with you for whatever reason. But you know what? He's going to tell his friends, his family, his business associates what a great lawyer Jim was because he took his client out to lunch mm-hmm. on his birthday and invited us
0: wow well and maybe maybe this maybe uh maybe they maybe he checks in on facebook and uh says it on facebook or linkedin uh my lawyer's great guy took me to lunch and some friends and all this i mean there's you never know um you know i I, try, I like uh sports uh analogies and i'll just use fishing for example you could be casting You're lying out there, and a really small fish is following that lure, but there may be a much bigger fish watching that smaller fish. And you just, you know, there's also, so all of these events are like multiple fishing lines in the water. They're like multiple seeds that are planted. Who knows which are going to grow first, but by continuing to do all this, it just, uh, you know, it's again, you're creating a focused image of being successful, and this stuff works.
1: No, it does. And it's, once you get in the habit of doing it and start thinking about it and, and doing it on a regular basis and developing the habits, it will become natural. It takes time. It's, you, know, you had to go to law school to learn how to be a lawyer for three years, right? Now take some time and learn how to get the clients to share all that great legal knowledge that you have.
0: Exactly. And it,
1: it's not going to happen overnight, but listen, start. When do you start? And I, I keep this in my office, and you know, and I think it's a great phrase, you know, when is the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. Okay, when mm-hmm. is the best time? <laughs> the second best time is today. So right. start today. Start thinking about what you can do to start building your practice. And, you know, and again, if somebody... Would like a copy of the book? To and I, I have a lot of these ideas in the book. Send me an email; I'll be glad to send you the ebook. It's J E T at lawyersmarketingresource.com. dot com, and I'll be glad to um, you know
0: forward a copy of the book. Excellent. I guess Excellent. we're pretty probably we,
1: pretty close out of time.
0: We are we are uh, just about out of time, but we'll be back again next Monday at noon as we continue talking about. Doing everything it takes to create those relationships and build those uh, the trust the you know know like and trust factors with the other people out there we all know and um, while Jim and I will talk uh, this week and come up with some more amazing earth shattering uh, information and great content for everybody next week Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Law Talk Radio in the Nick and Jim uh, Building Your A Law Practice series. And uh, appreciate everybody who shares these uh, in their social media networks because that's how other people find great shows like ours. Of course, all of our uh, programs are available on uh, the Lone Star Content Marketing website at lonestarcontentmarketing.com. Uh, This Law Talk Radio podcast, as well as several others, are available on that site, on the podcast page. Uh, Again, we thank you all for your uh, appreciation of the show and sharing it in your social networks. Uh, Anyone who has uh, interest in uh, show topics, certainly get in touch with one of us. And uh, until then, uh, we'll be uh, working hard to bring new content for next week. So I want to thank you, Jim, for your time, and thank you for listening today.
1: Okay, great. Well, listen, everybody have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to everyone next week. Nick, you have a super week.
0: You too, Jim. Talk to everybody
1: later. Okay, see you. Bye-bye. Ya. Now. Bye-bye.